super excited to be here tonight with you guys. Um, Summer YA is actually very special to me just because this is actually first where I started coming to High Street two years ago. And I say two, and people will give me a hard time, but yes, I say two like that. But um, two years ago, and it has definitely been a, a big blessing to me in my life. And so I just want to say thank you to, to all of you guys, the impact that you've made on me um, and, and just helping me in my relationship, my walk with Christ. Um, and so and also, if, if you are like new tonight or if this is your first time, Really, I'm so glad you're here, honestly. Um, like I said, this has been such a blessing to me, and I hope it's a blessing to you um, as well. Um, also, a little warning, I am Italian, so I talk with my hands a lot. So I'm going to do my best to not like do that, but uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But before we get started, um, I just want to say a quick prayer, and then we can uh, get into the, uh, the sermon. Uh, dear God, this, thank you so much for today, Lord. Thank you for this, the opportunity to be able to dive into your word and get to know more about you and what you want in our lives. Lord, I pray that you will just open our hearts tonight to your word, God, and that we will just take this, we will listen to it, and then we will just use it in our lives, God. Once again, just thank you so much for all the good things that you do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so kind of coming into this, I just want to say a, a quick story or kind of an illustration that goes with tonight. So real quick before I get into that, um, if you didn't see, um, tonight we're going to be talking about purpose. So what is my purpose? What is the purpose of this life, Right. And so kind of starting off with the story. So a couple of years ago, um, me and some of my buddies, we decided to go on a float trip and it was very impromptu, just kind of random. So we went to Walmart to get some like tubes to go floating in and uh, we went and they were all sold out. So we did the next best thing and we got a queen size air mattress, right? So it works. It works. So we took it down to the river. The problem was, is that the river had like no current. It was not flowing at all. And we had planned on an eight mile float on this air mattress. Yeah. So we were just like paddling for like a couple hundred feet. And we saw this like older gentleman and he was like, Hey, how far are you guys plan on going today? And we said, we're planning on going eight miles. And he was like, there's no way that you guys are going to make it on eight miles by the end of the day. So that was our main motivation to make sure that we got to the end of it, right? Well, things were going well until we got about three, four miles into our eight-mile float, and all of a sudden we heard a pop, and all of the air bubbles started coming up. And so the other big issue was is that kind of how we were doing that before, we had one guy that had actual, like, river shoes. The rest of us were all barefoot. And if you guys know anything about, like, walking on the river, it is, like, the worst thing of all time. So we were like, you know what, we're just going to go try to find a road somewhere, and then we can just try to, like, walk back there. So we go up on the bank, we go out, we find this cornfield, we start walking for, like, a mile through this cornfield, and we pop out of this cornfield, and the most, it was very random, there's just a woman sitting in the back of this truck in the middle of nowhere, and she looked baffled. She was like, who are these dudes that just came out of like a cornfield. And so we went up to her and we were acting like very like normal. We were like, hey, so our air mattress, it popped about a mile back. Can you give us a ride to our car? Which is a weird thing to say to somebody. And so uh, she was really nice. And she said, yes, like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. So we hopped in the back of her truck and she drove us there. And so you may be wondering like, why am I telling that story? Well, you see, we took an air mattress. Its purpose is for rest, is for sleep. It's not made for the river. So we took it out of its intended purpose, and it worked for a little bit. But it ultimately, it popped, and it left us stranded and with, with like no help, and we had to you know, make our own way back. So kind of like who this is for tonight, right? So one of my favorite things about uh, young adults is that we can talk about things that we're going through at this portion of our lives, 
right? So some of us are coming, you know, out of high school, coming into college, and you're wondering, you know, what is like, what, like, what do, what am I going to do with my career? Some of you are in college, and you're looking back, and you're seeing that the thing you've been studying for the past, you know, three, four years is not actually what you want to do. And some of us are in the workforce, so we're like in that full-on like adulting mode, right? And we feel like we're just lacking something, and that there's something more than what we're doing right now. And so I started like looking around a little bit and I found a study that was done on like a big, big group of people. And it found that individuals in between the ages of 18 and 36 were the generation that was most likely to question their purpose in life. So the kind of the crazy thing to look at is that we live in a world where we have all of this information at our fingertips, right? We can Google search anything. So that's what I did. I just Googled what is the purpose of life and you will get all sorts of answers. Surprisingly, a lot more Forrest Gump quotes than I was expecting. But um, most like resources agreed that the main purposes of life come down to work, family, relationships like friendships and things like that, interest and hobbies, and then religion or spiritual um, uh, experiences. And honestly, those are all good things. Don't get me wrong. But Our purpose in life is actually much more simple and way more fulfilling than all of those things. So, like I said, don't get me wrong. Those things are all good things. The issue is is that they lack consistency, right? So if we put all of our purpose into work, I'm sure all of us have probably had a bad or a rough day at work, or you've had a conflict with people that you love, or you probably don't have the same hobbies or interests that you did whenever you were like five, right? Those things change, but one thing doesn't change. And that is God. And so, like I said, if we put all of our purpose in these things, we're setting ourselves up for an unfulfilling, disappointing life if we don't have um, God at the center of our purpose. So what is the purpose of life? How can we live a fulfilling life where we can find peace and joy? So leading up to tonight, I'd been asking pretty much anybody that would talk to me. I said, you know, what is your purpose in life or what is the purpose of life? And I got all sorts of answers But there was one that really stuck out to me. I was talking to a guy that I've known for years, went to church with him back in the day, and he responded with, do you want, like, the churchy answer or, and, like, that that stuck with me because we do that a lot, don't we? Like, we see the Bible will give us clear instructions on how to live our life, but then we think that we know better. We think, God, you don't understand. You don't understand the things that I'm going through. You don't understand what I'm trying to do in this life. But honestly, that is so far from the truth. So then coming down to what is our purpose? Well, the Bible is very clear on what our purpose is. Our purpose is to glorify God and have a relationship with him. So the first uh, part of scripture we're going to be looking at is Isaiah 43, 7. This says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created from my glory, whom I formed and made. So right there, why were we created? What is our purpose? It is for God's glory. And so You may have also heard other things like, well, you know, like when you're looking at different things in life, people will say, if it's up to God's will, right? If it's in God's plan. I mean, Drake, secular singer, even like talks about God's plan, right? We hear this all the time. And growing up, I always wondered, what does that like even mean? Like, is there like a script or like, what are you like, what are you talking about here? And so if you actually look at 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 17, it says what the will of God is. It says to rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
So right there, what is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you? It is to, one, rejoice always, two, pray without ceasing, and three, give thanks in all circumstances. And so, like I said, sometimes we like to overthink this, right? We, like, we need to get down into, like, the, like the nitty-gritty of everything. And I can honestly really relate on that. I'm really bad about, like, purpose. I'm definitely more of an achiever, right? Like, I want the big house. I want the beautiful family. I want, like, the loving spouse. I want all of these things. And like I said, those are not technically bad things. The bad thing is, is that we put all of that pressure on ourselves that we are the ones that has to, like, make all of those things happen. And we do. But the thing is, we have to look at those things as more of a byproduct rather than the central point of our purpose, which is to glorify God and to have a relationship with him. And so one other point with that is that purpose is not the outcome, right? A lot of times we do things, and let's say you do something that glorifies God, you are living your intended purpose. It may not be what you were wanting, but you're still living within your purpose, within God's purpose, within God's will. And so just know that the outcome is not always um, your purpose. So going in tonight, um, I have three points that I'm going to be going through, and these points are going to be going, how can we glorify God? If that's supposed to be our purpose, how can we do that? So first, I have, um, we can glorify God by our faith. We can look at Romans 4.20, and this reads, Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. So once again, it says it right there. He was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. And so for me, one, exa- one great example of this that we can get out of the Bible is David. David had uh, a great faith. He was told at the age of 15 that he would soon become king. The problem is he didn't actually become king until he was about 30, which means that he lived about half of his life waiting for his purpose but see, his purpose wasn't just on hold for 15 years, right? He didn't live half his life without purpose. He was living his purpose within that time, and that still came about. And so I know it's easy for us to, like, look at that, and we're like, yeah, but it's different for David, you know, because we see the ending of the story. We're like, we don't know the ending of our story. But honestly, we're really not that different. See, we all are given the opportunity to put our faith in God and to have a relationship with him like David. And so what are some other practical ways we can build our faith in God. We can do this by one, reading God's word, two, by prayer, and three, by obeying God. And I know that those are three very like Sunday school type like answers, but the thing is, the reason they are is because they're truth, because they work. That's why we constantly go over and go over those. See, by reading God's word, we're able to get to know God more. We get to know our creator more. By prayer, we get to connect with our creator and have like conversations and build a relationship with him. And by obeying God, we're able to kind of live that out, and we're able to find our purpose um, through, like, actual practical, like, a practical sense. And so one part of this, and one thing that I definitely thought about a lot, was, like, what about what I want, right? Like, is it bad to have goals? Is it bad to have these things? And that's, that's not the case. Where we have to be careful is we have to stay away from a thing called selfish ambition. So... If you look in Philippians 2.3, it says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. So right there it says, Do nothing from selfish ambition. And so to me, that shows that like selfish ambition is deviating away from God's intended purpose, which is to glorify him, which is, act, which is not when we act for ourselves, then we're going away from that. Um, another uh, kind of verse that goes along with that is Romans 6.23. This says, For the wages of sin is death, 
but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so why do I say that? I say that because, like I said, if we act out of selfish ambition, we're deviated away from God's plan. And whenever we sin and we go into that area, it leads to death, which is why we struggle a lot with like things with like depression or being upset because you don't know what you want to do in life. But we already see that God already gives us what our intended purpose is to be. We can also look at Matthew 16, 25 for this. It says, for whoever, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his, his life for my sake will find it, which is a very like a countercultural thing nowadays. Is like, what do you mean? I have to lose my life to gain it? Um, but once you kind of start gaining more of a relationship with Christ, that starts to make a little bit more sense. My second point is we can glorify God in our daily lives. So 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And so right there it says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And I want to preface this by saying there's no such thing as an insignificant day, right? Every single day that we live has meaning, and we're given opportunities to glorify God and to obey his word and to have a relationship with Christ. And so like we discussed earlier, if you put your purpose in work and relationships alone, you're going to live an unfulfilling life with happiness depending on how things go that day. But you see, with God, we're given where we can have insignificant, boring days, end up having eternal outcomes because we're able to connect with our God and live life with more purpose. All right, and lastly, I got point number three. Um, We have glorify God by serving him and spreading the good news. So 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So this goes into what we kind of talked about earlier. Like, is it bad to have goals? No, right? Usually how most people kind of operate is if you like something, you're usually pretty good at it, right? And whenever we're good at those things, those talents, they do come from God. And so a way that we can glorify God is using those talents in order to, to, to glorify God in that way. And so I know like for me, um, also with like by glorifying God, by serving him, like Logan talked about earlier, I try to serve honestly as much as I can just because I feel more like at my purpose whenever I'm doing that because I know that I'm giving glory to God and I'm trying to be more selfless in that way. Um, so that's another great way to find your purpose is to just look for any way that you can serve others. That doesn't have to be in the church. That could be anywhere, right? You can serve God anywhere. And so just looking for ways you can serve people, and eventually you're going to find what that intended purpose or God's will is in your life. And so what about the good news? The good news is that Jesus wants a relationship with us. He wants to see us live our purpose and to have peace. See, as humans were born into sin, we're destined for hell, but Jesus came to earth and died a terrible death on a cross, taking on all of our sin and giving us the free gift of salvation. So just kind of end this here, I just kind of want to go over like my testimony and kind of how I've been able to find purpose in my life. So whenever I was younger, I was saved at a very young age. Um, and I, like, I do believe that I was saved. I understood that I was a sinner and that I needed a savior. Um, and I expressed that. Um, what I didn't understand was kind of the hardships of life, right? There's a lot of tough things that come after, um, like whenever, whenever you're not young. And so for me, that kind of came to, I guess, a standstill whenever it was my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college. And I really started to be like, I got kind of frustrated with God. And I just wanted to live my own way, right? I'm like, God, I want to do these things. I, like, I find so much happiness in like, the short term. Like, why can't I do this? So I started walking away. 
I went away from a good Christian community. And honestly, at that point, more than ever in my life, I felt even more empty and dissatisfied than I'd ever before, even though I was getting the things that I thought that I had wanted. And then, um, this is kind of like, in like halfway through my, my freshman year of college, um, I got the news that my mom had been diagnosed with a very like aggressive case of uh, breast cancer. And that was really tough because I didn't have my hope. I didn't have my stability in Jesus where it should have been. And so that kind of came to a point, and I know some of you have, have heard this, I've, I've talked about my testimony before, but this kind of came to like a standstill. I was at dinner with my parents, we're in Stockton, Missouri, and I'm at dinner one night, and my mom had just been through chemo all day, and she was looking like really tired and just very weak. And, you know, I saw her, but yet she still had this unexplainable like peace and joy. And I looked at myself, and I kind of had like a reality check, and I was like, why, why don't I have that? right? Like, she's going through all these tough things. I'm not even going through anything tough right now. I'm like, why am I in so much, like, spiritual hurt? And, well, that was because I realized I had been walking away from Jesus during that time, and I couldn't find my intended purpose. I was deviating away from God's intended purpose. And so, obviously, after that, you know, things weren't just super easy. I wasn't just like, oh, well, yep, now I'm good. It took time, right? I had to invest in a relationship with Christ. I had to get into good Christian community. I had to practice those spiritual disciplines every single day. Um, and I eventually was able to come back and have that peace and joy that I had once known and that my mom and my mom had had. And so also other thing with that, just a like, little disclaimer, my mom was able to um, be like uh, cancer-free about a year later. Um, so that was definitely a blessing. But um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out one out there as well. But um, I guess now, um, if everybody, if you guys would just like mind just like bowing your heads and just closing your eyes, I just want to say something real quick. So Jesus does not ask for us to come to him clean or worthy. He asks for us to come as we are, no matter how messy we are. And tonight, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you feel like you lack purpose or that something is missing in your life, you're right. See, we were made to have a relationship with Jesus and to glorify God. In Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have all sinned, and there is no worthy act that we can do to gain salvation or to spend eternity with Jesus other than accepting this free gift of God. So how do you do this? It says in Romans 10.9 that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if that is a decision that you want to make today, you can pray something like this with me. God, thank you so much for sending Jesus to save me from my sin. Jesus is Lord, and I believe he raised from the dead after dying on the cross and taking away my sin. I want to accept this free gift and pursue a relationship with you and spend eternity with you in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.